0: What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the man who is finally comfortable with a Kyle Pitts box score, aka the Run DMC, aka Mr. Dan McAuliffe, and by the man wondering if he should have been drafting Lamar over Kyler all along. I'm talking about (laughs) at DFF Moose, aka Mr. Mike McAuliffe. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight?
1: Maxwell, I think we got to let uh, let everyone in on a little secret, which is this weekend uh, was the first weekend we have all watched football together <laughs> outside of Thanksgiving, right? Because we all get together. We're all within the same family. We'll watch a little Thanksgiving football. That's always been a fun tradition. Uh, but any other time for any other football game the best that we're doing is calling each other uh, or texting each other during those games. So we finally got this weekend together to be able to watch the Patriots game to, together which was fun. On the uh, the typical Max Cascon's delay by the way, we had the nice hour buffer to be able Can't to watch the football those without it. Got to be honest, it was one of the best ways to watch football. I really I really all, honestly almost watch it live, but this time it was great. So it was fun. We got to uh, chat it up with the boys. I got my P- Kyle Pitts uh, jersey from Maxwell here, so Thankfully, I think that brought a little good us to have him not get, be totally blanked out in the box score. So I'm feeling good. It was a good weekend, and I'm uh, rolling into this
2: week. I'm excited. Totally, man. Yeah, and you finally gave him his uh, DJ Moore jersey, too. So.
1: <laughs> I did. That one's, uh, that one's well overdue. Uh, <laughs> so long now loss. Maxwell gets uh, his boy. Did uh, not DJ have Moore. the
0: same luck that the Kyle Pitts exactly, jersey Yeah, brought. I
1: really wish he gave you a little <laughs> bit more luck there. Uh, I could have used that as well with my DJ Moore shares, but soon enough.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man. We need to we, we need to do a couple things. One, watching games on delay, the only way to live life. That yep. is that is the Cascon's household in a nutshell. And then two, I found out a dangerous secret after you guys left on Sunday. Now, if you have NFL Game Pass you can actually watch the condensed versions as soon as the games are over. So instead of watching the three and a half hour commercial laden broadcast, if you were like me and live in an NFL game pass, you could just dial up a game in 40 minutes as soon as it's done. Wonderful. So that is dangerous, but I <laughs> I had a blast watching with you guys and uh, did feel good for Dan rocking the Kyle Pitts Jersey to finally see a box score. That was not two receptions for 19. Yards. Oh my gosh. But we <laughs>
1: kept watching the ticker at the bottom and it was like, touchdown not kyle pitts (laughs) touchdown (laughs) not kyle pitts (laughs) grandma's still in the cage dan grandma's still in the cage Oh man
0: Um, so i i think this is gonna be a good show we're toying with some new formats here and i think in season what i really want to focus on is guys moving up or down dynasty boards in a big way so you know As always, open to feedback. If anybody has anything that they like or dislike, let us know. But I want to keep these shows on the shorter side. And what better way than to just dive into things, right? David Montgomery gets injured. And the man, the myth, the 100-yard rusher against the Bucs last year, the fabled man, Khalil Herbert, 150-plus yards on the ground. Dan, I'm going to kick this one to you right away already up 40 spots on keep trade cut in the last 30 days are you excited is the khalil herbert era finally (laughs) upon us
1: i i there's something in the air right i whether the era is upon us is still tbd um, but, Max, I love that you brought up the Bucs game last year because when he pulled that up, the Bucks were unstoppable on defense, especially run defense last year. And you had Montgomery go down, I think, two games before that. You have Herbert filling in. He's doing a decent job. And then he hits the Bucks. And honestly, I feel like everyone was like, not starting this guy. No way. No chance in hell. And then go immediately goes off uh, for 100 yards against them, which I literally don't think any other running back had done to that point. So it's like, man, okay, all right. Someone to keep in mind. David Montgomery comes back, and then he kind of fades off a little bit, right? But I did look back, and in 2021, he had the 6th best uh, PFF rushing grade uh, for the for the season there. So the, he made his mark, right? And of course, those are all proportional. Some are going to be graded very well, but just not have uh, as much opportunity as others who played the entire season. But going into this season, he still hadn't had too much opportunity until this last game. And we're still only working with 3 weeks here, right? But He's the third best offensive graded uh, running back currently on PFS, PFF. Um, he is just trailing Nick Chubb and Chris McCaffrey uh, there. Fifth highest PFF rushing grade, fourth highest PFF elusive rating. So really nice to be able to see that, again, you give him the ball, and he's going to do some really great stuff with it. Um, and then especially being able to kind of make his own kind of yardage as well, he's second in most rushing yards per attempt, and he is... Uh, as you said, like RB1 for this past week three. So there's a lot of great stats to be able to have there and now it just kind of begs the question, is this a pattern? Is this something where he's worked himself into a role that even if Montgomery comes back, um, we're going to see this at least become more of a timeshare? Um, Or is he at least one of the most valuable handcuffs that you can possibly have uh, going through the rest of this year? with the hope that come 2023, you see the Bears potentially let Montgomery walk. Uh, We're talking about a team that certainly has a ton of holes, right? And you typically don't want to see a very bad team like they have been thus far, go and then pony up money to be able to retain a, a running back for their their second contract there. So they have a very cheap option that they can continue to use in Khalil Herbert and the stats are there to be able to support. He can be a lead rusher in this league. So it's a big question mark, right? We're seeing him jettison up uh, the boards there and rightfully so. This kid deserves uh, some spotlight. He's very talented, but it is so hard to predict um, what's going to be happening for the rest of this year. And it's very hard to predict going into next year. So I'm on the fact of, again, I've I've been buying them up low everywhere because I always felt that I really loved the talent. I never believed in David Montgomery's health, and I did see the free agency on the horizon going into 2023 unfortunately, it might be a train's left the station because I think now this second preview for people is going to be, okay, this kid's got something and the price is probably going to be a little too high to stomach all the question marks that come along with his future. But if you've been holding on to him, and, and I hope some people have, I think it's a really cool opportunity to just hold him and see what happens because the sky could be the limit and he's a very talented running back. It
0: feels a little bit to me like the 2022 version of what we've seen with Alexander Madison over the last couple of years. Right. Like guy who Dalvin cook always missed a few games a year. He would step in flash and he'd be like, Oh, is there something here? And then Dalvin cook would come back. Right. Exactly. I guess my critical question that I'm going to throw to Mike right now is if you own Khalil Herbert, Are you selling right now? Because Dan said, like, you know, it's probably, you're probably a little priced out of buying, maybe a price that the three of us would be comfortable Mm -hmm. paying. Yeah. But if you are either not a contender or a contender that could move him for a piece on the buy low, are you making that move right now, Mike?
2: I would, I would honestly say, man, that the, the, the move here is to just hold. I think it's to hold no matter what situation you're in. I think that if you're rebuilding, you can view this as a potential, um, you know, uh, this is a preview of what could be to come next year if the Bears are to move on from David Montgomery. I do think that we we do need to acknowledge that the Bears are not exactly, uh, over the last decade, not exactly known for their great decision-making in the front office, so I could Absolutely, see a situation in which David Montgomery comes back on a three-plus year deal. Uh It would probably be in the three-year deal. That's what you see with, with James Conner, with uh, Leonard Fournette, those type of guys. Um, where you know Monty's been their quote-unquote clubhouse leader for so long, and they might view him as an important uh, piece in that clubhouse, especially in a losing clubhouse. Um, although they are two and one right now, but I think we can't discount that that whatsoever. So I think if someone's coming to you thinking that Herbert, they're really viewing Herbert as that next guy. I'm glad to listen to offers, but I think that you're not going to have too many people that are willing to even trade like a a 23 second or anything for him right now. Um, So I think you just kind of see how this plays out. I don't think that his value is going to tank or go like crazy either way because he already was kind of, you know, he wasn't um, that low. He wasn't that high. So I think I'm just going to wait and see, sit on the sidelines and see what happens here. Yeah, I think
0: a lot of times when we talk about trade value, it becomes like the hardest thing is like when somebody's worth a second, but they're definitely not worth a first, like where is that line? Yeah. So just something to monitor over the coming weeks. Like you, you know, Mike made this joke when we were all watching the games on Sunday, like keep trade cut can be very reactionary, right? All of a sudden you see people surging up board. <laughs> so I'd be interested to see what uh, Khalil Herbert trades, depending on how much time Montgomery misses, could be floating around on Twitter over the coming weeks. But. Let's uh let's move on to the wide receiver position. This one very near and dear to my heart, the first player <laughs> I ever selected in a dynasty rookie draft. Uh that is Mr. Christian Kirk, who is absolutely balling out right now with That's his right. shiny new quarterback. Uh number 7 in fantasy points per game at the wide receiver position according to player profiler. Mike, I'm going to let you dive in on Christian Kirk. Up 58 spots on yeah, key trade cut in the last 30 days.
2: He is definitely the definition of a dynasty riser right now, you know. I just this is a guy that it's it's taken me a a long time to come around on. Obviously, it's easy to come around on a guy that has had in week 1, 2 and 3, 12 targets, 9 targets, 9 targets and just got the bag. You know, people say follow the money. Uh obviously Doesn't always work. Our boy, Johnnie Smith, that was kind of our strategy last year, follow the money, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But yeah, four-year, $72 million contract for a guy that you could say broke out last year. He was just, um, I think, 18 yards shy of a thousand-yard season last year. Um, He came up with six touchdowns as well, so definitely uh, finishing as a wide receiver 26. Everyone saw that there was potential there for him to be Um, a solid starting player in people's lineups. He was last year, um, the three years prior to that, he was kind of in and out of people's lineups as a potential here and there flex guy. Um, So definitely I can see why people um, over the off season, you're seeing Christian Kirk in the wide receiver 46 to 50 range, people really sleeping on him, even though he got paid like a wide receiver one about, I'd said 72 million, half of that contract's guaranteed as well. So you know, I think I, I just love what I'm seeing right now from the Jags. They finally look competent. Doug Peterson has them looking like a great football team. In, in large part, this is due to not just him coming in, but they got their running game going too. James Robinson just proving people wrong left and right. Um, gotta love it. But I think a lot of people expected this offense, especially the passing offense, um, to be, you know, a, a little bit meager. And, you know, you see – that's why a lot of people were were a bit higher on, like Travis Etienne, being able to get some of those dump-offs when the guys down the field couldn't get it done. But it looks like the Jags may have been right because, so far, it's looking amazing for Kirk. First game over 100 yards, then a couple games over 70 yards, three touchdowns already on the season. I just love it. He's he's definitely got some tougher matchups on the way. Um, first three weeks wasn't quite, quite as difficult with the uh, passing defenses, but I definitely think – um, that, you know, it's very encouraging to see them purposely getting him heavily involved every single game. That's what gives you really good a good feeling about a guy, thinking that it's, or knowing that it's not a fluke. Targets are earned, not given. This guy's a focal point of the offense, and he is definitely going to keep, as long as he stays healthy, keep as a solid wide receiver too um, in your lineup this whole year, I think.
0: I think Kirk is a perfect example of why it's important to understand somebody's collegiate body of work, right? Like 1000 plus yards as a true freshman at Texas A&M, balled out all 3 years there, was a, you know, relatively high draft pick went in the second round of the NFL draft and just really never fell into the rhythm in Arizona. Oddly enough playing with, you know, his old college quarterback, which is weird. But um you know, I I think Doug Peterson has been getting mentioned a lot. How about the fact that prodigy quarterback to Mm -hmm. you know trevor lawrence just takes a second year leap right i'm always a little bit more hesitant to give the success to the coach versus a guy that we all thought like just give him a little bit more time to put it all together um so trevor obviously making huge strides there this is i'm gonna put dan on the spot here where i think the conversation gets a lot more interesting when you're looking at the keep trade cut rankings so christian kirk currently sitting at wide receiver 22 Three names behind him, Gabe Davis, Cortland Sutton, Traylon Burks. Interesting conversations to be had there. Mm. Three names ahead of him, Jamison Williams, Deontay Johnson, and Rashad Bateman. Dan, are you taking all of those guys above Christian Kirk right now?
1: So we had, okay, we had Bateman, um... Bateman, Deontay Johnson, and who's the the last one? Jamison Williams, guy who hasn't even played an NFL snap yet. Man, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's that's the one I can't. Right, Deontay Johnson, we've seen him, we've seen him do it. He's been a he's been a wide receiver one. Uh, That's that's an easy one there. Uh, In terms of like Jamison Williams, on the other hand, I think he's going to be great, but we haven't seen that yet, right? We we just haven't seen that yet. And I'm always going to hedge a little bit more. You know me. That's been my kind of production over profile. Uh, and then if there is a upside difference, then I'll take the one with the greater upside. Kirk's doing what we want him to be able to do. Like this, that's uh, that's ex- he's finally getting the chance to prove this. So I am going to take the ones that have proven it uh, a little bit more perennially um, ahead of him. Again, like a uh, Deontay Johnson, I still feel like continues to be kind of undervalued in that regard. Um, but I think he's he's pretty well valued where he is right now. Um, I would probably be pulling Cortland Sutton ahead of him. Uh, to be honest, he's the one that I think is very undervalued. And, and again, I understand the Broncos offense. There's some things to be worked out. Uh, but he's one person that I can kind of see from that group uh, that I would like to pull ahead.
0: Yeah, Marquise Brown, Mike, also behind <laughs> Christian Kirk right now. Oh, the rise is real. What do man. you think about Marquise Brown?
2: I I definitely think that I would still... I mean, those are two guys. They weren't the same draft year, right? My, Hollywood would have been a year after um, They're the same age, but they were not yeah, the same draft. Exactly. I was going to say, you know, both two guys, both going to be turning 26 um, soon enough. It, it, give me Hollywood just for now. I love, I like Kyler better than than Trevor Lawrence um, for any wide receiver. But, you know, if Kirk keeps that wide receiver one role on lockdown and you see Hopkins come back, uh, I could definitely look very wrong in, uh, you know, six weeks from now. So we'll see what's up. Give me my boy Hollywood for now.
0: Yeah and I was just looking at this on the side while we were talking Kirk only playing about 50% of his snaps in the slot so definitely winning yeah. all over the field right now
1: too. Here's the thing that I I have about Kirk though cuz I'm looking at it he's going to be turning 26 if I'm not mistaken right yep. so it's like we trusted the profile we we finally get to see it in year 4 um you have it, it is funny like we've kind of joked about it now at least seeing Kirk um Actually perform has been great, but it was the island of misfit toys. Otherwise, right? You got Zay Jones, you got um, Marvin Jones, you got the you got the Joneses. Don't you dare uh, that sl- slander Zay Jones here! <laughs> <laughs> but there's a world where the Jags are going to be looking going into this next class with the wide receivers that are available. I I think there's absolutely no way they don't come out of that draft class with at least without at least one, if not probably two, decent receivers, right? So I love what Christian Kirk is doing right now. I think he's going to continue to be a talent, but do you look at potentially that horizon and see this opportunity where people are now seeing him pro- putting up wide receiver one numbers, do you foresee him doing that in the future? Or do you want to cash out now and potentially be able to dip back into that class uh, with all the wide receiver talent that's going to be available in the next two years?
0: Sure. I think it depends on the cash out price. I really do. I mean, I think if you could take Christian Kirk and get some of these receivers that that people are down on, right? Plus, like if you can go get Marquise Brown Plus, I mean, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, like there's a lot of names below him right now that have done it far more consistently than yeah. Christian Kirk has. I mean, this is if, if the preseason is the ultimate dynasty cell window, then the early, early part of the season is a close second. Right. Yeah. Like I have a hard time believing that I can't, you know obviously if you're, if you're win now this changes the conversation, right? Cause Chris Godwin, Absolutely. I think we were kind of considering the first half of this season a loss, but if you're telling me I can get Chris, Chris Godwin plus for Christian Kirk right now, I mean that plus could be something sweet. So totally I think it's great. definitely a conversation. Um, this was not on the show notes at all, but I mean, I was doing the same thing with Curtis Samuel right now, like yeah. a guy again yeah. in his fifth season, same as Christian Kirk, putting it together for three weeks. It's like, Hey, if somebody's willing to pay, a high high price, like you can just walk away with the profit.
1: Exactly. No, I I don't disagree. So just kind of curious where you guys, uh what you guys' take was.
0: So let's um let's bring it home here with the quarterback position. And I had a hard time keeping this one off the show notes as my pick. So up 40 spots, 40 spots That's wild. over the last 30 days on Keep Trade Cut to a currently sitting at quarterback 9. Now, I did a little homework for this boys because I was like it's week 3, we saw this explosion against the Ravens. Miami's 3 and 0. Where was Tua going? I did 3 startups this off season, right? So I just want to lay this on you. Yeah. One of them he went at the seven 12. These are all super flex leagues. One of the seven twelve, right behind Zach Wilson. That's looking like a pretty good pick right now. <laughs> uh, I also saw him go at the five nine behind Derek Carr. That's also looking pretty mm-hmm. good right now, even with the Devonte Adams acquisition. And I saw him in one that Mike and I did together that closed what maybe right before the season, Mike. So yeah. like still, still right after the preseason, um, sandwiched between Brady and Derek Carr. Oof. Oh. Now we're starting to have the conversation is Tua elite in, in terms of superflex value, right? Like he is now entering this where if he continues this trend, or even if you're just like looking at what startup rankings would be in the middle of the season, he's gonna turn into one of those guys that the next couple of weeks go, well, he's probably gonna be a top one, two round pick in superflex drafts. And I'm curious about that because like, I think it's somewhat warranted at this point. I think that there is a lot of changes that have gone positively. Somebody that had a great profile coming out of Alabama. I mean, he's the reason Jalen Hurts had to transfer to Oklahoma, right? Um, They make investments. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, obviously a ton of speed on the field. But another piece, Taron Armstead, monster. All those years in New Orleans, was looking at it, PFF grades him out as a top 10 tackle this year. He feels like, a very rich man's Jimmy G to me at this point where I don't really see a way he can fail that, that hard in, in the coming years. Like he has the draft capital. Obviously the next like six to eight weeks are crucial, right? Like hopefully these injuries don't hold him back. But if we're looking at a healthy Tua, I find a hard time to see that he fails with the weapons he has, the protection he has, even the defense is playing well, so they're not going to be, like, having to come back from all these horrible holes points-wise. Where are you at, Mike, on tour right now? I can give you the list of quarterbacks. I mean, he is going ahead of Deshaun Watson. He's going ahead of Dak Prescott. He's going ahead of Trey Lance, crying emoji. Uh, and he's going ahead of Russell Wilson. I mean, wow.
2: people are really all in on the tour experience after three weeks. Dude, I think as they should be. um, You know, I don't wanna wanna you know be too agreeable with your points there, but I think that you know I love the Jimmy G comparison because even though I think that Tua is very talented, he has great, way better arm talent than people give him credit for, and way better and way more accurate of a passer than people give him credit for. But the dude doesn't have to do much to put up crazy numbers on any given week when you have Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, Mike Gesicki out there making plays for you, you know it's it just opens up the offense so much, especially when Tua can use his legs as well. I think you already said it as well. The main inhibitor to his success or potential success is going to be his health. I just it, it, we we have seen it every single year so far that he is not the biggest dude in the world. Um, I think that you know it, it's it's very possible that that over the years his longevity might not be as solid as you know some of the bigger guys that you see out there i just i definitely with those names that you listed off i think it's warranted to put um to put him ahead of those guys because not only is he giving you that current production but his his age you know russ is getting up there um in years i forget who who else did you list there it was
0: um oh yeah so dak trey lance russ Matty stafford i mean it's 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 hey, a big list behind him right like you we're got, seeing a changing of the guard on keep trade cut right now Yeah,
2: with dak prescott you got jerry jones out there saying he'd uh, be fine with a qb competition between jack and cooper, cooper rush.
0: rush looked pretty good last <laughs> yeah, night on yeah. <laughs> television.
2: that was another uh very slow paced game but uh yeah man i i i like it i was definitely not um much of a to a guy heading into this season but I just think you got to watch him play to really know, to really get it. And also, I don't know if you guys saw some of those videos going around. Some people have been flipping uh, Tua's vid- his highlights so that it looks like he's a right-handed thrower. And he looks, <laughs> he legitimately looks better. But So there's some weird thing about lefty QBs that people think it looks goofy. It looks like he's not throwing as clean or as smooth as he is when he's throwing some dimes out there. So definitely i'm hoping that tua stays healthy even as a pats fan i think we can all acknowledge that this is not going to be our year so i'm all for it fins up baby let's go tua
0: yeah i mean the numbers aren't lying right now i mean number two in passing yards number four in money throws according to player profiler the stat that blew my mind dan was they have this awesome new metric i love called receiver yards after catch per target so like understanding Mm. How much is the supporting cast doing versus how much are you getting through the air? And I mean, don't get it wrong. He's a, he's top 12, where you think he would be playing with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and all those guys, but he's number nine. So, I mean, it's not like he's number one and the receivers are doing all the work for him. Yep. I think to Mike's point, the health will be huge. That's always like scary with any of these guys. Um, but, you know, his whole thing coming out of Alabama was like, this guy is deadly accurate. We just have to make sure this hip injury won't hold him back. And this is a masterclass in from a GM and head coaching perspective of like Bill Belichick's been doing this for 25 years, right? Evaluate what your players are good at and then continue to build around that. And that's what they've done with Tua. And so Dan, I'm just going to flip it to you because Mike got a shot, but I'm just, I'm curious on your quarterback meter. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, we'll leave Trey Lance out. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford.
1: Are you taking Tua over all of those guys in Superflex right now? Man, it, it's, I think, just at least because of age, right? Because as, as you were saying, we're seeing this changing of the guard at this point, And you're going to have other ones that are just going to have to start sliding into those spots. I Do I think it's really close with the Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott? You have an unfortunate kind of situation with Dak Prescott with the injury. Uh, and I think he's just keep trade cut, as we said, naturally, he's just going to overreact and have that slide down. Russell Wilson is better than this Broncos offense. He is he has been a perennial again, like top 12 dude for in or higher uh, for much of his career. So I think they're very close. It should not be a like, oh, yeah, he's well above uh, and beyond them. But to find that two is actually in that conversation right now is great. Right. Because it was over and over again. I was seeing people barely liking him as their QB two. And it was rightfully so with the past situation that had happened, but it was one of those ones I constantly looked at, and I kind of wish I had gone back and actually just taken advantage of the market kind of opportunity that was there. Because it was either the bottom of the barrel was going to fall out, or you were finally going to see what you knew he was, which is, again... You had teams tanking for Tua back in the day, just like we talked about uh, with Trevor Lawrence, uh, the the golden-haired god. You saw what he was capable of, and you knew the tide had to turn as long as the team was going to be able to support him in that. They did the same thing with Tua, right? They put him, they set him up to succeed. And the only thing, not to keep harping on it, is the health. The kid needs to stay healthy. That's the only thing that I would say there that we honestly need a full season for me to really put him ahead of some of those other guys that have proven perennially to be elite versus being able to piece together a really good few weeks at the beginning of the season. So that's where I may be slightly coldest on him, maybe of of the three of us, but man, do I want him to succeed. I'm not rooting against that kid. I want to see him succeed, but it is only three weeks. And just like we've been tempering expectations for most of these other guys we've talked about, we got to do the same for him.
0: I mean, you've only been in the fridge a couple more minutes than us because you took none of these guys (laughs) over to us. So I I think we're all kind of in lockstep. I think the ultimate devil's advocate here is, how about you show us more than three games, right? I mean, like both him and Trevor Lawrence are sitting right next to each other above Mm. all these guys that have done it season after season after season. I mean, you nailed the antithesis there, which is like, hey, how about we see more than three weeks of what the Denver Broncos could be? Right. Yep. So
1: exactly, cuz that's the other thing. We could see a weird flip where the team's figure out the Dolphins, Russell becomes what we want him to be does that keep trade cut let's see what happens in in three weeks and if there's overreactions again and we can explain it away from there but there that's be. exactly right <laughs> so we'll, keep we'll trade back cut. three more weeks
0: the tool of the people is that that's the what it should is. say across an
2: all-knowing uh, <laughs> all-knowing platform oh,
0: if you want to know what mike's doing at 1 a.m it is spamming keep trade cut uh questions that's that's how he spends his free time but uh but this is good i i like the short show format and i like focusing on guys that i feel like i mean we spun it really positive so we might have to spin negative and find some guys that are falling uh next time but i do like this new format this was uh this was good quick hits here
1: yeah darnell mooney watch out we'll talk oh, about you next week three weeks all
0: right well we we will keep it rolling with some more uh, i mean that's why we're the dynasty dynamic right that's the right. stuff exactly. changes all the time so we it will does. keep it rolling in the future weeks but getting out of here for today this is the dynasty dynamic you stay classy dynasty leaguers
1: thanks for tuning in milk
2: was a bad choice